0: Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith.
1: God made this day for us. He built into us a need for rest, just like you need to sleep every night. You need every seven days to take a day where you stop, where you pause, where you think about God and you think about eternity, where you spend time in
0: worship, That's what the scripture is teaching. We're made for this rhythm. In the busyness of today's world, it can be our tendency to bypass the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath. And as a result, people today are more tired and more stressed than ever. Past Red today contemplates with us the idea that God created in us a need for this day of rest every seventh day, much like our need for food or our need for sleep. This time is for us to take a mental break, to focus not on our demanding lives, but on God, and to worship Him for all He has done and continues to do in our lives. Well, let's join Pastor Ed in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 8, for part one of his message entitled, The Fourth Commandment. We're continuing
1: our series on the Ten Commandments. God gave us ten words, ten commandments, to bring order into our lives. God's law gives us order. The further and further away we we move from God, the more and more chaotic our nation will be and our lives will be. God gave us his word so that we would live lives that would be filled with order, lives that would have purpose and meaning to them. Turn in our Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, looking at the fourth commandment. This commandment is the commandment that God spent more time describing and telling us about than any of the other commandments. So it must be essential. It must be important. It must be something that we need as a people. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days, The Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. God gave us this commandment as a gift. The Sabbath is God's gift to us. So that Our lives could be filled with rest, his presence, and we can center on our purpose, the purpose for which God has created us. Daniel Webster said, Sunday is nature's law as well as God's. No individual or nation habitually disregarding it has failed to fall upon disaster And grief. I remember as a child growing up having the blue laws. Those were laws where stores were closed on Sunday, there was very little activity that went on. As Christianity's influence has eroded and we become more and more a secular society, we have disregarded the Lord's Day. And made it like any other day, to our own detriment. The first Christians were Jewish believers. And they worshipped on Saturday. But on the first day of the week, when Christ rose from the dead, they would gather together early in the morning. They would pray and worship. And then later in the day, they would gather together for communion. As time went on and the church became predominantly Gentile they moved the day of worship to Sunday. And it was in 321 A.D. that Constantine made an edict that Sunday was to be the day of worship and that if you didn't have to work as a Christian, you shouldn't. And as time went on, Sunday became the day of worship. During the Reformation, Calvin... And other reformers, and later on the Puritans, tried to make Sunday into an Old Testament Sabbath. Now, as Christians, we're not under all of the legal laws and rituals that the Jewish people had to observe in the Old Testament. But yet we're to keep this day as a special day. Or we're to reserve a day where we spend time with God. There are some who work on Sunday and it's not possible for them to be in the house of the Lord. But there should be a time, a day, that they give to God. Paul the Apostle said in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. We're to have a time where we recognize God, where we give him a day. And we worship him, we spend time with him, and we acknowledge that time as his time. Our great-grandfathers called it the Holy Sabbath. Our grandfathers called it the Sabbath. Our fathers called it Sunday We call it a weekend. It's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Daniel Webster was right. As a nation moves away from God, we're going to see more and more problems in our communities and in our world because we're abandoning the principles of scripture to our own detriment. I want you to notice that there are several things from this passage of Scripture that I want to draw your attention to related to the Sabbath or Sunday, the day that we worship. It's to be, first of all, a day of rest. It's a day of rest. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 9 and 10, Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it... You shall not do any work. Now, the Bible honors work. It says six days you shall work. It doesn't tell us that we're to take a permanent vacation from work. No, work is built into the very nature of our beings. And God gives a high place of honor. Work is honorable. But it's not to control and dominate, and obscure God from our lives. That's why there was a day designated for God. A day designated to rest in his presence, to worship him. When we observe the Sabbath, we're observing the rhythm of life. The rhythm of life. In Mark 2.27 it says this, Jesus is speaking, then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God made this day for us. He built into us a need for rest, just like you need to sleep every night. You need every seven days to take a day where you stop, where you pause, where you think about God And you think about eternity. Where you spend time in worship. That's what the scripture is teaching. We're made for this rhythm. And if you don't observe it. You're going to damage and destroy your relationship with the Lord. You're going to damage yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. It goes back to the book of Genesis. God who has all power. He neither needs sleep, needs rest. He's almighty. But the Bible says that he rested. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 to 3, But the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. If God rested, you need to do the same. If God modeled that and gave us an example, we ought to follow that example. Otherwise, we're saying, God, maybe you needed it, but I don't. That's pride. That's not recognizing that God, who made us and knows everything about us, knows our need. You know, I see all these technological inventions that are coming out and all these new computers and all of these different uh, uh, technical things that are coming out. And it's amazing, unless you really study the manufacturer's uh, details and know how to use it, you just could be trying to get that VCR or that DVD player or whatever you have just trying to work and it doesn't work. Well, God is our Creator and He knows everything about us. He knows every intricate part of you and He knows that you need rest. You need time to come apart or else you'll come apart. You need time to be alone with the Lord. Someone has said, is it that we are too restless to rest? We're so busy doing so busy running here, so occupied with doing this and doing that, we never have a chance to truly stop and observe the Creator's instruction. It seems like we're bombarded with emails, the cell phone, all sorts of demands on our lives. And we have all of these inventions to try and make life easier, but It seems like it's becoming more and more and more complicated and God's word still cuts through our technological age our age of busyness and says stop pause wait on me we can't brush aside his word and neglect what he's told us to do if we do we do it to our own detriment A story is told in healthy spirituality about Christians who were headed to Oregon from St. Louis. And they were traveling during autumn time and they were observing the Sabbath. But as winter approached, they were concerned about the snow. And they simply decided, at least some of them, that they needed to travel all seven days. But there were some in that camp that said, no, we need to observe the Sabbath. We need to rest on the Lord's Day. And so there was a controversy in that group. And so they split. One group just pressed on all seven days. And the other took and observed the Lord's Day. Do you know what group arrived first? The ones that observed the Lord's Day. Because they were better rested... The animals were arrested, the people were arrested. They were able to make better progress. God knows our need. He knows how he designed us. And he tells us that we need to observe the Lord's Day. And if we observe the Lord's Day, it's going to be a day of rest. Something else happens, though, on this day of rest. The meaning of life becomes more clear. The meaning of life In Mark 8.36, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? We could get caught up in busyness, in buying and selling and achieving. And we could think our life is the measure of the things that we have. We could mistake the measure of our life by our possessions and by what we have accomplished. But when you stop and you rest and you're simply still you realize that life is more than just work. What often happens is a person is driven by their work and then suddenly they hit burnout. And when they hit that wall, the thing that once gave them joy no longer gives them joy. The thing that once gave them fulfillment no longer gives them fulfillment. When... The Jews went into captivity, and the last of the Jews went into Babylonian captivity. The prophet said that God was restoring the Sabbaths of the land because the land would be vacant and not used. Sometimes I think what happens is when we fail to observe the Sabbaths, it's just going to catch up, and we'll have to stop. Maybe with a diagnosis of a serious illness. Maybe with just stress-related problems that cause us to hit a wall. God said his day was to be a day of rest. Ronald S. Wallace said, But it is only through the Sabbath that man finds out that daily labor has true meaning. And it is only through what is given him in the Sabbath that he finds the strength and vision necessary for him to carry on the struggle victoriously. It's when you rest in the Lord, when you take that time off and you take time to listen, take time to wait, take time to think about God and worship Him, that life is put in its proper perspective. What happens oftentimes is people run through life and when they get to the end, they look back and they say, where have the years, the decades gone? And then they try to go back and they can't. God planned the Sabbath so that we would stop and think and reflect and not lose the meaning of life in the rush of things. God calls us to a place of rest. It was during the French Revolution that they wanted to wipe out any smack of the divine. And so they decided to change the concept of the Sabbath, a seven day work week. They made it a 10 day work week. And they did that for one year and the nation was exhausted physically, mentally, and emotionally and they went back to the seventh day. And one of their leaders wrote, he said this, and he was an unbeliever, if anything could persuade me of the truth of the scriptures, it would be their anticipation of the scientific fact that man requires an exact seventh of his time for rest. It is said that The Sabbath kept Israel. Not that Israel kept the Sabbath, but the Sabbath kept Israel. The nation was identified and was cohesive because it kept the Sabbath day. Voltaire, the well-known atheist, said that after his death, a hundred years from his death, that Christianity would be forgotten, a mere memory of history. He said, "If, if they lose Sunday, the Sabbath, I think he'd be very happy with what's happening in America." There's something about gathering together, worshiping together as a community of believers that God has prescribed. It's not only a day of rest, it's a day of release. A day of release. In Deuteronomy 5, 12 to 4, it says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. To be holy is to be different. To separate. As the Lord your God commanded you. It's a command, not an option. Six days... You shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work. It's a time where we literally release to God our lives. We release control of our lives. It's a matter of control. In Psalm sixteen five it says, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. Somehow we feel like we have to keep on doing, keep on working, keep on being busy, or we'll lose control. We have to fix it. No, no. On the Sabbath, when you rest, you release. You're saying to God, God, I'm going to recognize there are some things beyond my control. Sometimes we are so addicted to work. Workaholism is the Drug of choice for Americans. We're addicted to doing, to going, to running, to busyness. God said, "Stop it all. For a day that you recognize me and simply be quiet in my presence." Psalm 46:10 says, "Be still and know that I'm God. God you have everything under control. I surrender to you. I surrender my position as the manager of the universe. God, you can do a far better job than I can. It's not only a matter of control, it's bottom line, a matter of trust. Jesus talks about trust and worry and he finishes this sermon or this conversation piece with verse 34 of chapter 6. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Sometimes we feel like I'm not going to have enough money so I'll work that extra job. Or I'll take that extra thing that I have to do. And we just keep on going and going and going and going. And in the midst of that, we lose our spirituality. In the midst of that, we become more and more secular. And the sacred is lost. That sense of God's presence is lost in our life. Hobby Lobby made one of the most difficult decisions that the company ever made in 1998. Its busiest day was a Sunday. It was a Christian organization. But they decided in 1998 to keep their stores closed on Sunday. They're doing real great. They are still around. Chick fil A, another Christian store, made a decision. You know, there's something about honoring God's Word, doing it His way rather than our way. It's a matter of trusting Him. Diane Fassel, a management consultant, said, Spiritual bankruptcy is the final symptom of workaholism. It usually heralds a dead end. It means you have nothing left. Fortunately, when the workaholic downward spiral is reversed, spirituality is one of the first things recovering people gain. It's a day of simply release. I was reading something about uh, in Scotland. They put a man in jail back, I guess it was uh, somewhere around the 17th century because he smiled on the Sabbath. No, no, God doesn't want to be a killjoy. He wants you to enjoy that day. Doing things that are relaxing, doing things that replenish you. But He wants you also to remember Him on that day where you spent time in worship in the Word, in reflecting on your life,
0: hearing His
1: voice.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Voice of Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's in-depth study of the Ten Commandments. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and select today's date from the Voice of Faith media Player. Again, that's voiceoffaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to voiceoffaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to VoiceOfFaithRadio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845 Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Ten Commandments right here on Voice of Faith.